Supergirl Radio Rebirth, your source for the DC Comics series called Supergirl Rebirth. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss and review Supergirl number nine. And to help us do that, we brought back our bat friend from Holy Batcast, Mr. Jamie Truly. Welcome back to Supergirl Radio, Jamie. Hey, ladies, long time no speak. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are glad to have you back to talk some more Batgirl and Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl number nine was written by Steve Orlando with art penciled and inked by Brian Ching. The description for this issue reads, quote, Escape from the Phantom Zone, part one. Trapped in the Phantom Zone, Supergirl and Batgirl must face the Phantom King to escape. But what deadly team is Emerald Empress building? And what does it have to do with the future of the Girl of Steel? Unquote. Lots of questions in this description and lots of Phantom Zone talk. So uh, let's let's get into it. So, Jamie, uh, so we got some Batgirl and some Barbara Gordon in this issue. So what did you think about her uh, visiting National City? Oh, it's again, it's always good to see the two of them together and does my heart good to see Batgirl anytime. So I enjoyed the issue uh, for the most part. There are minor complaints that I may have, mostly have to do with visuals. So um, overall, I thought it was a pretty good story, and and uh, I've been keeping up with it. And there's certainly a character that pops up later on that uh, I was very surprised to see. Are you talking about Magog? I am. Yes, yes. I was surprised to see him as well. I don't think he's been in any of the other Rebirth stuff that I've uh, been reading, and I only know him from Kingdom Come. So I was definitely surprised to see him there. Same. Um, And I had a question for you, Jamie. Do you think, because I was a little confused on this. uh, So in Batgirl Annual Number 1, we know that Supergirl and Batgirl hung out together. They know who Mm -hmm. each other is as superheroes. But in this issue, in my reading of it, it didn't seem like maybe they knew each other's secret identities. Was that... Did anyone else have a question on that? I I was a little confused if, like... Barbara knew that Supergirl and Carl was like, I was confused by, yeah, I was, I was confused too. Cause, cause it it seemed like they were kind of like passive aggressively, like saying like, like making comments that sort of implied that they did, but then I wasn't sure. Yeah. I was confused with Jamie. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I would think it would be safe to assume that Kara knows that Barbara is Batgirl due to the, you know, x-ray vision and whatnot. Oh yeah, Um, that's true. Whether or not Barbara knows that Kara and Supergirl are one and the same, I'm not sure that that's ever made any clearer. Because even though there are kind of some jabs about, you know, the Gotham crowd likes masks and whatnot, I mean, she, she's kind of taking jabs at Barbara in, in regards to that. But I don't really recall Barbara taking any back at her in that. So my kind of translation of it is, is I think Kara knows who Barbara is. I don't think Barbara knows who Kara is. Okay, that's. I think that's if a fair. I, if I'm wrong, somebody tell me. But I, I, that's how I took it. That's a, that's a fair assessment, I think. Um, and it's good that you mentioned that Supergirl would probably X-ray her. That that would make a lot of sense, um, so that she would know that Batgirl uh, and Barbara Gordon were the same person. So I, I'm I'm glad it's not maybe just me who had questions about that because I, when I was reading that, I was like, um, did I miss something? Uh, so so uh, yeah, I I did have questions on that. Um, Carly, what did you think about um, Supergirl in this issue and, and kind of seeing Batgirl and, and Barbara Gordon come to National City? This whole issue kind of reminded me of a Supergirl episode because I feel like it's so like National City to have this whole public event like 
you know, it, oh, in the square, and then some something attacks. <laughs> Supergirl. <laughs> Fortunately, Supergirl's already there. She's already there as Supergirl, which I kind of love. I love the clever, like, oh, well, Ben already got picked, you know, Ben got picked by Kat to be the innovator uh, you know, my he's like my pitch got picked over Cara Danvers, and she's like, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> like as Supergirl, <laughs> I'm sure she was she was probably grateful for it because it freed her up to be there as Supergirl. <laughs> Otherwise, she probably would have had to do. It would have been kind of funny to see her have to pull like a Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> and like and then be, be in one place as Cara Danvers and then have to run across the stage and be Supergirl. I feel like that would be really funny at some point. That's something where they should do it. In, I, okay, I'm making a pitch. They need to do a Mrs. Doubtfire moment for Kara on, in season three. I, where I, she has to be would two be places at once. That to, like, would be, be hilarious. <laughs> she has to like be in a restaurant as Kara and also as Supergirl. <laughs> And keeps running to the bathroom to do a quick change. <laughs> the the only problem with that is that you could you could do, you could fix that really quickly with Martian Manhunter just posing as Supergirl. But I, if if you yeah. if you took him out of the equation and forced her to do it, then you could have that episode. But yeah, maybe he's like maybe he's like busy that day. <laughs> maybe maybe he's doing something. Maybe he's maybe he's on Mars, and and he can't uh, contribute to that. So yeah, I, that would be a cool cool episode. I'd be into that. Uh, Morgan, what are your thoughts on Supergirl uh, in this issue and, and Bat- oh, Batgirl and Barbara Gordon coming to National City? Yeah, I liked I, I liked their interactions again. I thought that they that they work together really well. And uh, I, I like, you know, when everybody's kind of getting sucked into that whatever it is reactor thing that takes them to the Phantom Zone. And she's like wrapped herself around a tree and then the tree starts to like fly in into that i liked that like oh no like you remember that batgirl is is not like invulnerable and she has to rely on sort of like her wits and and things around her to get the job done whereas supergirl sometimes you for you kind of forget when you're she's not contrasted against somebody who's like a uh, like a human as opposed to an alien that's a good point but what i like in the issue is that while Batgirl is a human and she doesn't have the superpowered abilities of Supergirl, I like in uh, I think it's on page sixteen where um, the uh, Ben I think has been sucked into the Phantom Zone at, or, or is sucked into this um, they call it the uh, the Tycho Eidolon I think is how you pronounce that it generates phantom energy. And so Batgirl wants to go into this thing to, I guess, go into the Phantom Zone to rescue him. And she, uh, she asks, Batgirl asks Supergirl, in this Phantom Zone, is it lethal? And Supergirl says, no, but it is the worst. And Batgirl goes, good. And that's when she decides she's just going to jump in there. So even if she doesn't have superpowers, <laughs> she's still pretty gutsy. She's still pretty uh, willing to go in there after somebody. And so I, I really liked that, getting to see that she... Uh, was brave enough or stupid enough. I don't know. Maybe both. <laughs> uh, but she was uh, brave enough to go in there after Ben to, to try to save somebody, which I, I think is why Supergirl goes in, uh, maybe, to, maybe to save Batgirl saving Ben. Uh, so I really liked, really liked all of that. And so we do get um, a little bit more, uh, Jamie, of Magog and Supergirl. Uh, what, what did you think of the uh, fighting that goes down uh, in that part of the issue? 
that actually was my favorite part of the issue for just those two simple panels where he's basically telling her, uh, you know, this lance will cut through all mortal matter. My helm was forged by the gods, nearly invulnerable. Kara says, good to hear. Snap. Boom. <laughs> I love stuff like thunderclaps and finger snap sonic booms. Those things just put smiles on my face. It's like my favorite sort of thing in comics. So anytime I see it happen, it just warms my heart. So I, I absolutely love that particular segment of the fight, especially. Yeah, it's pretty cool. She took him out with something sim- so sim- simple as a snap. But I, my, my question now is for Carly Morgan – what do you think about Supergirl super snapping? Uh, Carly, do you have any feelings on this? <laughs> right? I wasn't sure. I couldn't tell at first if she was snapping or at first I was like, is she flicking his helmet? Like, like that's what almost, I thought. I thought she just was like, like flicked it, you know, <laughs> fl- like you would flick somebody's forehead to be annoying, you know, like I couldn't tell at first. And then I was like, Oh, I guess she's, I guess she's using the force of her snap snap to literally <laughs> knock him off his feet which is which is equally funny um <laughs> i take it as a personal insult <laughs> <laughs> how so because we've never gotten our snap on on supergirl the tv show i'm just so sad I'm like see she's snapping how hard can it be how hard can it be, Supergirl writers? That, that's 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 what I thought because I I was a little yeah. personal offended as well. Um, yeah, I just wanted I just wanted to clarify it. Um, exactly. I was like, excuse me, how dare you? I, I completely forgot about the snapper car sensitivity, so I just want to apologize to everybody for bringing this up. No, it is totally fine. I think we're all working through it in our own personal ways. Um, but it's a sensitive spot for us. It, it is we're like the, the sensitive topic. We're like the this is fine dog. It's like the the room is burning <laughs> around us and our, all of our hopes and dreams for a snapping snapper car. And we're like, this is fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything is okay. Um, yeah, but but it is it is funny just to see the the panel of uh, you know the snap. It, it's exactly the way snapper car would have been depicted as snapping. You would have seen his his hand and the the word snap there and. Uh, we got it with Supergirl instead, so I guess at least we got to talk about someone snapping on Supergirl Radio, and you know, even if it wasn't Snapper Car, uh, which it always should and forever will be, but uh, but at least uh, someone snapped. So there was that. They did the button crossover with Batman and the Flash, and there was a scene where they were kind of in pursuit of Reverse Flash, and he does that same kind of sonic boom snap. And I'm I'm an action person. I love action and fighting and all that stuff but as cool as it is to see people punching and kicking each other whether it be on a screen or in a comic i like it when heroes and villains are clever with their powers and the writers that are doing them are clever about it and instead of her i mean she obviously could have punched him or flicked him across the room or whatever but it's just to me a little bit more clever to do something like that just to show how powerful she really is and that she's aware of how powerful she is i think that's just great I agree. That's a great point. It is fun to see her do something a little bit different with her abilities than just, you know, punching somebody out. It is neat to see, like, the different ways that she can use her uh, her her powers to take somebody out. And, and Magog is a pretty big guy, and he's he's kind of scary looking. So it's kind of funny that he, he is taken out by, by uh, just a snap. If I recall correctly, and it's been a good number of years since I've read Kingdom Come, shamefully, but I have 
these ridiculous stacks I try to keep up with as it is. As I recall, Magog's claim to fame in Kingdom Come was he defeated Superman, if I'm not mistaken. He is a foil for Superman in that book. So, uh, yeah, he uh, he's a real threat to be reckoned with. Um, so Supergirl handled, handled the business with Magog and, and took him out. And uh, another part of this issue, we have the whole shenanigans going down in National City uh, with this uh, big contraption that that sucks people into the Phantom Zone. And then we get some Phantom Zone and just a little bit of a uh, kind of a tease with the Phantom Zone. So, Jamie, what did you think about that part of this issue? Uh, it was interesting. I mean, I don't have the familiarity with the Phantom Zone stuff that you guys do. Uh, they're they're toying with a little bit in some of the other books, uh, uh, Suicide Squad, and uh, there's one other one that I'm um, not remembering off the top of my head. Maybe Action. Um, so it, it's kind of cool to see the the artists and writers kind of toy around with the idea of what it is. You know, you always kind of get that creepy, eerie feeling in there. And uh, I, I think it was pretty well done in this issue, even though it was – you know, at the tail end and you didn't get a lot of it. Yeah. They just kind of, I find it interesting that there's like a pagoda like tower in the phantom zone, but yeah, there is a, there's a, someone has constructed a, a building in the phantom zone. I guess they have architecture in the phantom zone. That's <laughs> uh, that's new to me that they would actually be able to build something there, but uh, that's a, that's a, a different interpretation. So, yeah, that's a, definitely a different way of going about it. Uh, Carly, what did you think about the Phantom Zone aspects of this issue? Super creepy. It almost comes across as very, looking very Arctic. Well, because the whole thing is like, uh, doesn't Ben say, like, I'm freezing from the inside out? But I like that you can just tell that it looks really cold and everything's really gray and foreboding. That's a great word. <laughs> that is definitely um, what it looks like a foreboding for sure. Um, Morgan, do you have any Phantom Zone thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was cool that they went there. I, I, I like that whole panel where they're first in the Phantom Zone. or the, it's, like, it's really like a whole page where you sort of see like it, it almost has like a movement to it. And you kind of zoom in on the characters as they're in the Phantom Zone and and you've got this the special font text that says Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm I'm interested in the uh, in the architecture and the uh, the construction situation in the Phantom Zone because I want to know more about that pagoda. Like, was that building to code? Like, I, I have I have some <laughs> questions. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I want to know who built it. I guess it's these people that we get introduced to. So there's a Lord Zadu. Uh, I guess that's how you pronounce that. Um, it looks like they're they're trying to put together like almost like a witch's brew is what it looks like. Um, they they talk about needing the juices of a fresh Kryptonian, rich in yellow sun, to bend the Ather switch to his will. So there's a lot of weird. Uh, verbiage there that I don't quite fully understand, but it sounds like they are going to need Supergirl for something, um, even though it's a, a really disgusting description. The juices of a fresh Kryptonian. Uh, I don't want to know what that's about. Uh, but it, uh, but there, there's. I, I don't know if this is going to help free people from the Phantom Zone. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I need to know more information about kind of what they're doing. But um, Lord Zadu. Uh, says that Kara Zor-El's flesh will be our deliverance. So uh, this foreboding is a good wo- word, Carly, because it sounds like the Batgirl and Supergirl and Ben are going to be 
uh, kind of walking into a bad situation uh, for probably for everybody involved, but Supergirl especially. Uh, so I'm curious to see what happens with them. I think Steve Orlando had the word Aether on his word of the day calendar when he wrote this because it's like four times in two pages. <laughs> like I just noticed that apparently there's a town in the Phantom Zone called Aetheropolis. Yeah, it is. And then he says Aether below that, and then he says Aether in the next panel, and then he says Aether on the next page. It's 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 a theme that they're really trying to drive home here for some reason. Yeah, that's a good point. There is like a like a I don't know if it's a town or if it's a like a you know subdivision of the Phantom Zone. This Aether Aetheropolis. Um, so it, it is a, it gives a, more of a location situation, you know, more descriptive uh, mapping out of the Phantom Zone in terms of where they're going and, and what is there. So that, that's a good point. It, it does seem to be a common thing that pops up a lot. Now I want to know if there's like whole neighborhoods in the Phantom Zone. <laughs> like, is this one of the good neighborhoods? I was just going to say, I want to know what the bad neighborhood in the yeah, Phantom like, what's Zone the, looks what's like. What's the bad neighborhood in the Phantom Zone look like? I guess there's less pagodas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there are probably no buildings. Yeah, it, this looks like a, a bad place because even this uh, Lord Zadu is like all in silhouette and in black. So it seems to be a very scary figure uh, for, for what's coming. His text bubbles were extremely hard to read. My eyes really hurt. Yeah, that's a that's a good point to to point out that it, his <laughs> the was black and pink was a was a yeah. was a choice. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely a choice to make him him different. Yeah, Lord Zadu seems to be the person in charge in this in this subdivision in this area, in this neighborhood <laughs> of the Phantom the Phantom Zone. Uh, so we'll have to find out what um, the 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 danger awaits for them uh, next we- time. We have to pull up the Zillow listings. I really need to know more about this. I know, right? What's their property values like? <laughs> what are the taxes? <laughs> um, so uh, so what do we think about the art? And we talked a little bit about the way the, uh, the Phantom Zone looks and the buildings there. But, uh, Jamie, do you have any uh, favorite panels or pages in this one? You know, other than the sonic snap there oh gosh i gotta find it i know i'm so low tech actually turning pages i apologize <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> there is a full splash page of batgirl and my pages are not numbered so forgive me it is right before the magog supergirl fight or kind of right in between it i guess but there's a full splash page where she is kind of jumping into action uh people are you know, tethered to the trees behind her and she's just, you know, getting ready to get into the mix. And she's got that look of sheer determination of I'm going to bust somebody's skull if I have to here sort of thing. <laughs> so that, that would be my favorite panel in the entire book. Yeah. That's an awesome page. She's, she's throwing, I, I guess, are those batterings or yeah, I don't think oh, they yeah, have good eye. I, I was thinking those were shadows on the ground for some reason. Well, they might show you how much attention I pay. They, they might be that too. It, it sort of looks like maybe she has, thrown some batterings uh, but no, yeah, I, th- that, I think you're exactly right i think that's what it is yeah that's a that's a pretty cool page got it got her cape looking out like it's wings um so yeah i like that one as well um carly do you have any favorite uh bits of the art in this issue yeah that page for sure i always love it in the comic where when they introduce the character by name they do it in the logo yeah so like anytime you'll yes. see like Supergirl or like Batgirl, <laughs> like it just it feels like such a classic, a classic thing to me. Um, 
what else I'm looking through right now. I love the giant phantom zone page where they're looking around and even the panels are seem kind of collapsing in on each other. Like there's no, there's like all these weird lines and everything seems kind of warped. What page is that? That's page 19. Yeah. That looks really cool. Um, and then the last, the very last page where uh, you see, I guess you say, how do you say his name? Zadu, where he's where he's looking in his little like it's almost like he's looking in his little Wicked Witch of the West like <laughs> globe, and he's like they're trapped in the Phantom Zone, and you just see all the letterings, all weird, you know, the credits at the end. I think I love that page too. That's really cool. Like everything's everything's you know. Even the even the text is the 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 um the text is all twisted. Yeah, and I also, Carly, I would would agree that the the page nineteen with them kind of first getting into the Phantom Zone, where everything it sort of looks like a to me, it almost looks like a cracked mirror, sort like cracked glass. So it sort, yeah. of, sort of looks like it's it's creating kind of a distortion because uh, the Phantom Zone is you know a kind of a different place and it's a a scarier place. So yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, Morgan, do you have any uh, favorite uh, parts of the art in this issue? Yeah, I also really like the uh, the fan- all the the Phantom Zone segments. Uh, I thought that they the art there was really strong. And it was like really dynamic the way that it sort of moved. I also really liked on on uh, page seven where she's talking to Barbara Gordon and um, Ben about like going to be up on stage and all that. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, it's, you know, it's about to start. And she just zooms out of the way. Like, I hope you get good seats. Like, geez, Cara, that's kind of a jerk. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Like you can see like this like rainbow colored zoom as she like leaves them and, and like Ben looks kind of like startled like she just did it suddenly and like scared the crap out of him. I appreciate that. I just I just like <laughs> tiny moments when when a uh, Supergirl uses her powers just to be kind of petty. Like I like it. Yeah, that was a really jerk move. It uh, was. <laughs> she couldn't. She couldn't go save them seats or anything. She just <laughs> And then, like the next panel, she's like up on stage, like real proud of herself. <laughs> like <laughs> they're standing out in the crowd. They don't even have seats. Oh man, jerk move. Um, I think my favorite panels in this issue are some smaller ones on uh, page 17. I really like seeing Batgirl and Supergirl just jump into this contraption that sends them to the Phantom Zone. I think that's really gutsy and brave, and um, I, I like seeing that. And I think what Brian Ching does, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, um, what, what, what he really shines at in, in terms of how he depicts things is his use of wind. And um, I, I think, uh, for me, that was most effective on pages 15 and 16, where the, the, the contraption is, like, sucking everything in. And um, I, I can just really see the wind, you know, blowing everything around. And um, Batgirl especially is, like, falling backwards and kind of flowing with the wind. So I, I think that is all very well done. Uh, so, Jamie, what, what are your overall impressions of this issue, uh, Supergirl number 9? Uh, again, another fun issue. Uh, it just gives me a, a craving to see these two team up a lot more often. Like 
give them a regular book. I mean, even if you do it like a, yeah. a, a, a bi-monthly title where they come out. I mean, I've got so many other books I have to buy every two weeks. Give me something I can buy every two months and, and kind of get these two playing off of each other with, with some regularity, you know, a buddy cop team up, if you will. Um, I'm, I'm all for it at any time. And, and this issue was no exception to that. I, I think that they work really well dynamically together, uh, much like you would get with a Batman or Superman or like the super sons title that I mentioned before. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed the issue quite a bit. Yeah, I would, looking forward I would, to seeing what's coming next. Yeah, I would love that, and I think a lot of people would like to see Supergirl, Batgirl team up on a, a more regular basis. So I would agree to that. Uh, Carly, we what get did you? Super sons. We should get super sisters. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, it, I, I will note it as your idea. Uh, super sisters. Good call, um, Carly. What did you think about uh, Supergirl number nine? Now I totally want to. Supergirl, Batgirl, regular team-up comic. Dang it. <laughs> now I'm sad that we don't have one. Well, um, you know, you people that have Jeff Johns as a follower, you have that power <laughs> in your hands to do that. Right? I'll Those lowly like, folks like me who can't get Jeff Johns to follow him, we can't do anything about it. But, wink, I'll like, wink. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, the fans want it, just FYI. Yeah, tw- tweet it out, tweet it out. You never know who's looking. <laughs> people uh, are saying. People are saying. <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about something that people are talking about. <laughs> Anyone that's seen Garden State knows the reference. I'm... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, no, I loved it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, we'll get, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get more Batgirl next issue because she, they're still trapped in the Phantom Zone. So... <laughs> At least for the foreseeable future. Uh, That's not the only issue as far as I know. She can't escape this book, literally. (laughs) (laughs) I won't let her leave. Um, We're not letting you go now. (laughs) Yeah. No. Uh, But I I liked it. That was really fun. So it was was a nice little bookend. Um, I'm curious to see if anything else carries over. From Batgirl Annual, uh, like any of the Kryptonian, you know, psychic stuff, like if that was in any way related to the Dadu business, who knows? I'm, I am I want to see how it all pans out. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious how everything connects together. Um, Morgan, what uh, are your uh, overall thoughts on Supergirl number nine? Yeah, I really liked it. I, I like... Um... I like their team up together just like everybody else does. I, I think that they're really fun and they, uh, they work off of each other really well. And I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do in the phantom zone. I kind of like that. They have kind of stranded them with Ben, who is kind of a minor character in Supergirl's story. And I, I like that they've kind of stranded them in the phantom zone. So now they're going to, you know, they have to do their super heroics, but they also have to take care of this, like, regular person that happens to be there with them, which I think will add, like, a fun dimension to, you know, to the story moving forward. Yeah, and I wonder, since Ben has worked with Kara, and his, he's had some interactions with a few with Supergirl, it'll be interesting to see if Kara has to, you know, still play up the, the secret identity thing with him while they're in the phantom zone that may not even come into play they may have bigger things to worry about in the phantom zone than secret identities but yeah i think that's a good point that that he's kind of stranded there with them and he's experiencing this totally different wild thing 
uh, than most people would experience. Uh, you know, Batgirl can probably roll with it because she's she's seen a lot of uh, she's seen a lot of stuff. But uh, but but Ben would that that would be new for him. So that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I like this issue. Um, I'm excited about where it could be heading. Uh, I'm, I'm always excited to see more Phantom Zone things. So I, I liked seeing them choose to go. You know, it wasn't something where they got trapped there. You know, Supergirl and Batgirl make the choice to go in after Ben. So I really like that they made that choice to go into danger. It's always fun to see a hero do that. And I thought this issue had a, a couple of Easter eggs that were um, were in there. Um, they mention. Uh, a Shimada, I guess is how you say it, Shimada Square. And I thought maybe that would be something in DC Comics. And when I looked it up, I, I wondered if it was a possible reference to the DC Comics character Tsunami. Jamie, I don't know if you know anything about Tsunami. Doesn't ring a bell with me at all, no. I am not as familiar with that character, but uh, there's a character uh, named Maya, I guess is Maya Mia Shimada. Uh, so there is a character uh, named Tsunami who is in DC Comics. So I wonder if that was some somehow an Easter egg to that character. And also Simon Tycho, they talk about Tycho Tech. Uh, the the big event happening in National City is Tycho Tech New Energy Exposition. Uh, so the Tycho part of that name is a reference to Simon Tycho, who has been involved in Supergirl stories before particularly the New 52 Supergirl run. So it was neat to see a Simon Tycho uh, reference there. So it was, it was kind of nice to... Uh, and we even got a... Uh, we got an Adventures of Supergirl uh, Easter egg there when they talk about hope, help, and compassion. So it was neat to see that roll over into another Supergirl uh, interpretation uh, in addition to Adventures of Supergirl and the Supergirl TV sh- show. We've seen that pop up again. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was really excited to see that. So that was good to see. So um, that seems to become uh, it seems to be becoming uh, a thing that is being solidified in the Supergirl mythos. So, so it's good to see that what Sterling Gates put in Adventures of Supergirl is it's kind of overflowing to everyone else. So it's neat to see that uh, the motto kind of uh, flowing into other things and other pe- other writers embracing it and uh, adding it into their stories. So it's neat to see that the the consistency is there. Well, I think that's going to do it for our thoughts on Supergirl number nine. If you've already picked up the issue, make sure to give it a rating in Comixology or your DC Comics app. And if you haven't bought it yet, Supergirl number nine is available in the DC Comics app, the Comixology app, as well as Comixology.com, Google Play, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. Jamie, thanks again for uh, joining us on Supergirl Radio to talk about Batgirl and Supergirl's team up. It was fun to have a little bit of a kind of a Supergirl Batgirl crossover of our own podcasting wise. So it was neat to to have somebody from Holy Batcast and we're so glad that you could join us. Uh, So where can our listeners find you and Holy Batcast on the Internet? Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Holy Backcast fan page. We have the Real Fans for Real Movies group on Facebook as well. On Twitter, you can follow Holy Backcast at Holy Backcast. Real original, I know. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me directly, you can follow me on Twitter at BatRaider3960. B-A-T-R-A-I-D-E-R 3960. Yes, I would I would highly recommend Holy Batcast, and uh, they, they you guys talk about some Batgirl uh, occasionally. So if you want some Batgirl talk and some Batman talk, check out Holy Batcast. 
Um, well, as far as keeping up with us at Supergirl Radio, you can contact us by emailing us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play and iHeartRadio, and you can check out our Spotify playlist. Uh, we have all the music from the TV show, the musical crossover, anything that has to do with Supergirl, it's on that playlist. So we have like over seven hours of music. So go check it out over on Spotify. And we are listed on DC's fan page, uh, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash DC dash fans. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. And we're part of the DC TV podcast network. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, DC Films, classic DC TV shows, and the upcoming Black Lightning, Krypton, and Teen Titan shows, subscribe to DC TV Podcast Mega Feed and follow at DC TV Podcast on Twitter and like DC TV Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, it's nice to see all those shows come together. So many. So many. <laughs> so many. And we have podcasts for all of them. Uh, so if you are interested in any of those shows, you can check out our mega feed. And you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. I'm taking a slight hiatus. I will respond if you have questions or want to talk to me about things. Uh, but I'm taking a break from uh Twitter threads and uh, all caps ranting, ranting. I am taking a little bit of a break from that, but you can uh, contact me at Derby Kid. I'm also on Instagram at the Derby Kid, which is T H E D E R B Y K I D. And you can watch videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod. That's D U C K M I L K P R O D. You can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I'm writing over at Nerdist and sci-fi wire so you can check out my writing there mostly i'm on twitter uh screaming about how much i loved wonder woman (laughs) and (laughs) sharing fan art of wonder woman that people are drawing which is making me very happy including uh fan art of one of i believe one of our listeners dandy draws did fan art of uh, Supergirl and Wonder Woman eating ice cream together. Nice. Some, somebody like independently just like like texted me that photo like, like a day or so ago and I was like wow this really is everywhere now. They both do really love ice cream. So that's It makes me so happy. <laughs> can I just say the, can I just say the fact that Wonder Woman loves ice cream and babies <laughs> were like two things in the movie that just made me so happy so good Spoil- <sighs> spoiler alert wonder woman likes ice cream and babies, and babies. <laughs> well, spoiler I feel like alert I feel the like ice cream scene course. is actually what we're all saying to patty jenkins and gal gadot right now right <laughs> yes her, her response to ice cream is all of us to patty jenkins <laughs> that's amazing and you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. You can also find me as one of the co-hosts on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. And we've got some uh, some fun stuff coming up for the uh, the summer season. So even though uh, the season has ended, we still have some more stuff um, coming up. And you can also find some of my writing on um, Buddy TV. Just because the season of Legends of Tomorrow has ended, it doesn't mean you can't. <laughs> You can't go back and rewatch it. 
You can always That's true. revisit That's it. That's true. You can always revisit it. It's available to you. And the podcast is good. You should listen to it. Yes, you should. I don't know why I'm <laughs> laughing so much. Um, yes. So you can, you can rewatch the show. You can re-listen to the podcast. It's all available. Consume it. Get all, experience get all it. it all over again or for the first time <laughs> or for the first time <laughs> well that's gonna do it for our thoughts uh on supergirl number nine and our discussion and uh thanks for joining us as we read supergirl rebirth